Kia ora and welcome to the Take Your Meds podcast. I'm your host, Gemma Rose. I'm a trauma recovery coach and founder of No New Things and Ritual, my online programs that transform your inner world. Season two of the podcast is all about the new paradigm of leadership. I've called in some pretty extraordinary millennials to chat this through esoteric, philosophical, spiritual, indigenous, and creative lenses to shift your mindset. Let's go. Kia ora and welcome back to the Take Your Meds podcast. I am so excited to have Bryony McKenzie in the studio with me today. Bryony is a, uh, a very special and unique soul. Um, I met Bryony nearly five years ago now at Festival for the Future down in Wellington, a uh, youth development, youth innovation conference. And not long after, um, I started my work uh, with a youth development charity as a founder and Bryony became my first coach. And uh, watching Bryony's transformation over the last five years, building a seven-figure business and really just embodying so much of what she teaches, what she shares. She really is such a remarkable mindset coach, life coach, business coach. And so it's a pleasure and an honor to have her on the podcast again for season two, speaking into the new paradigm of leadership. So um, kia ora and welcome. It's good to have you here, sister. Um, how are you? What's alive for you? Um yeah, where are you? <laughs> where am I? Yes, I love that. Firstly, it's just such an honour to be here and to share this space with you and to have witnessed your expansion. And as you just spoke into where we met, I was like, wow, yeah, what a, mm. what a lifetime ago, what a world ago. And so it's magical to be here. So thank you for the space and thank you for the space you're creating for everyone really to expand in this conversation. So excited to dive in. Right now I am tuning in from Mexico. Um, I'm currently living on the Caribbean coast in a beautiful spot called Tulum, which is a um, energy vortex in the world. And you can feel that. It's um, mm. I've been here for three months. So moved from New Zealand to here. And this has been for me a really grounding place in the first time I've actually ever traveled with the company, uh, with Untapped, and uh, this has been a really beautiful place for me to land. And in the next 48 hours, we are packing up our life into the suitcase, and we are going to Costa Rica with some really, to just spend some time with some really expansive souls who are living mm. there. And so it's just, again, it's so beautiful to be able to dial in from the side of the world and be with you. Yeah, so exciting. And I'm sure so much has been shifting for you over the last six months as well. What what's the um what's the biggest shifts that you're noticing that have been taking place in your space? For me, always so many. I always love that, isn't it? It's like you check in every like week and it's like, wow, yeah, that, that. Um, mm -hmm. But in terms of six months and a really a really paradigm shifting element for me has been last year in the company we built and like you said right we scaled to six seven figures and it was an incredible journey and we built a really big expansive team and we got all the systems going and the operating procedures and just everything was systematized 
And <laughs> in the last probably three months, um, my soul and my craving and that creative energy and that intuition is just kind of spurred again. And so mm. I'm in a really deep integration phase of honoring all that's required to run a company and create a safe mm-hmm. space for people, whilst also learning how to truly honor my own evolution, my intuition, my mm. creative force field without being too much of a chaotic leader. So that for me is like a duality I'm dancing in at the moment. And for the first time, and you know, it's been a long time for me kind of in this integration phase of the feminine, of my intuition, of surrendering. Mm. And probably in the last month, I, tru- I truly feel like I've made such grounded shifts. And I'm really excited by that because it's yeah. always been a very strong place of work for me to, to dance in both those energies. Yeah, wow. Oh, wow. Huge shifts. Yeah. I so hear you. And um, I think, yeah, can really resonate with my experience growing seed, building out a team, a board, 12 projects, many uh, funders, many clients. um, And yeah, just finding myself at a place of almost like I had been turned off for it to be turned on and yeah over the last kind of eight nine months building this new business from a new place where I am on first and in truly knowing who I am and how I be and what I need uh, building things out around that and perhaps it's not as fast and I love it I love the spaciousness I love the playfulness that it affords and I love the ability to care for myself while also caring for the business and being able to parent from a place of groundedness, not out of chaos. Now, it's not perfect, but it is leaps and bounds from, yeah, I would say where I was in June last year. So, yeah, I just... There's something shifting collectively, I think, in terms of um, feminine leadership and breaking down these paradigms of the way things need to be in order to go from A to B or A to D or whatever. Mm. So, yeah, just honouring your journey with that. And, yeah, just so beautiful to hear how you're going to bring this level of embodiment into your work. What are Mm. you seeing for yourself as you move forward from this place? It's been, there's been a few really strong shifts. So one was your team regulate in the way that you are regulated, right? So if you're dysregulated, if your nervous system, if you create from chaos and full transparency, my intuitive downloads and insights and when I operate from my intuition, which is very, 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 very strong, could also be chaotic for a team. And it was for me really realizing like, whilst that was great for me, it's like that doesn't always work for everyone. And so, but also very important and and finding these little places where I'm fully free to be in that. Yes. And the team like honoring that, like the team like, okay, cool, Bryony, the workshops for the awakening, they're yours. Go hard, create, there is no schedule, create them when they come through. We're on all hands on deck when, it, when you get the download. And that's that part of the business, right? And yeah. don't touch the start, please. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> We found these little pockets of play and full freedom. Like, and and that's so 
been really liberating versus me constantly like up upheaving a lot of things in the business mm-hmm. um I have this like body-based shift and it's not intellectual right it used to be intellectual like I just want more spaciousness and that kind of started last year it was like I just want more space I want more space I was just craving more space in my life mm-hmm. but it was a craving and it was a desire and it was almost coming from like my head and my you know I knew I wanted it but in the last month the the shift has been body-based and it's like no I don't rush like, don't you rush me. Like, it's just like this whole boundary energetic shift. Like, I will not be rushed. Like, mm. um, I can move with pace. I can move with urgency. I can move with velocity if required, but I will mm. not be rushed. And my whole body is almost like refusing to do that paradigm anymore. And I've lived in rush, you know? Wow. Like, yeah. Yeah. And what has rush felt like for you in the past? It's It's been when it's just there is no space and so much reactivity something would come into my field a, a client request a you know something from my my fano like and it's just like oh just just reactivity just constant and if i had a pocket i'd do it there and it's just like that's how i was operating through everything just almost mm-hmm. just trying to get through whatever i was doing mm-hmm. versus having the space to truly be present mm-hmm. and dropped in Right. Mm. And, it, and it was a victim to my own schedule. I'm not creating that it was like, oh, well, it was me. Like I, I built that. Like I mm. designed it that way. And I built it that way. And I yes. got something from it being that way. Yes. You know, yes. I got a sense of significance. It's my old busy bench. Look at me go. Like, <laughs> and now I'm like, even before this podcast, I had a couple of messages around, do, can I get on a quick call? Can I do And I'm like, no, because mm. I just get to be and I get to be dropped in to be fully present in this experience and so this distinction I'm in is like rushing to receiving like I don't I just that paradigm is like my body I don't want to rush anymore I want to be able to mm. receive what I'm truly doing and what I'm truly experiencing um, yes yeah and it's so much more fun <laughs> yes Everything. You can notice the miracles. You can notice the miracles that are unfolding right now rather than <laughs> rushing through it all and missing the magic. The magic is in the now. I love this. And so <clears throat> what has been really helpful for you to cultivate that presence as a leader, managing people, managing a business, managing relationships, What? What's that practice like for you? How have you been able to come back to the miracle in the moment? Mm, Oh my gosh. So a couple of really amazing distinctions. First thing is the regulation of the nervous system, right? Mm -hmm. I can wake up and I love the mornings and I can also feel fear, scarcity and overwhelm immediately sometimes. Mm -hmm. And everything my ego mind tells me, just go, we've just got to start. We've got so much on today. And truly to be able to tune in and pause and be like, what do I, what do I really need right now versus what my mind thinks I need? Mm-hmm. Um, I've definitely, full transparency, I've moved away from such strict regimes for morning routines, et cetera. I think they're fantastic when I was building habits, like so fantastic. Now I have a, a tool belt of tools I could choose from. Yeah. And so in that moment, it's just like, okay, cool. I know how to journal. I know how to meditate or like, you know, can practice all of these things. So it's just what, what do I truly need? And really prioritizing that regulation. Mm. And it's not just the morning routine. <laughs> because for me, I think I go out, depending on what's happening in my world, 
I can go out like dysregulate and by that, you know, meaning my nervous system will go offline. You know, that feeling for me, it's very flighty. It's very heady. It's very mm. little bandwidth to, to respond just in that reactivity again. Mm-hmm. I can go offline a number of times a day. And mm-hmm. so having the space, and it really is the space, because mm-hmm. if you don't have any space, if you get off one call and you're back to back on the next call, you don't have a moment to regulate. Like you mm. don't even have a window. And that is totally how I operated my entire life. It was every minute was productive. Mm-hmm. There wasn't white space in my calendar. It's just not how I lived. And to truly be able to have even just a little bit of white space to be like, oh, I get to just get a bit regulated and just get dropped in energetically mm-hmm. back into my body, out of my head to just yeah. have this conversation, to be on this coaching call and be fully present. Yeah have a team meeting and check in and see how people are really doing like to be able to lead from that place and and but in the past my schedule didn't allow me to have that level of time for regulation so it's been Mm. almost creating the space before I knew what was going to go in it which I think scares people sometimes like what do you mean if I just have white space in my calendar (laughs) what will I do in that time Mm -hmm. yeah and I I just want to honor you for that share like it I think it'll really resonate with so many high achievers or people who want to master their art or feel a deep calling into the ways in which they want to serve others either through their giving and showing up for their whanau for their community and there's something in there for me and I can really resonate with your journey here around this too. In trauma recovery, understanding that we build out the diary to disconnect from what it is that's actually in the body. And through creating that space, it's so overwhelming. Like it's it's almost impossible for us without that tool belt because the default setting is to keep moving, to keep doing. And so I'm wondering if we can dive a little bit more into your own journey of being able to sit and be with what has been beneath the surface as a leader, as someone who is in a place of embodiment of the work that you you do and that you teach and you share. What was that journey like for you to start creating that space and be with what was there in the body? Mm, I actually feel emotional as you ask that question because it's just this is just layers and I have like compassion and gratitude almost to my past self for the the layers of work she mm. was committed to doing and um and how how really Trent I don't want to put in um language of heart because it can't be easy um but it was work you know to yeah. it was work and for me I um I really struggled with meditation. It was something for years, years and years I practiced uh, mm. and really struggled to create a consistent practice because of that pervasive, I needed to be doing more. I needed to be like that constant monkey mind noise. Guided mm. uh, visualizations worked really well for me initially because they almost, I know now I can sit in, you know, 20 I know, 20 minutes of the silence um but I know that's not feasible for a lot of people initially so I used a lot of hypnotherapy and guided visual visualizations to mm-hmm. allow my mind to just slow into those 
uh, slower brain waves and just mm-hmm. kind of drop down. And that was that was a lot of trying and failing. And I think that's like, you know, all this habit hacking stuff, it's, it's fantastic initially because it was, it'd have to have a consistent time and a little reward afterwards. And like, I used all the habit hacking in the world to mm-hmm. start to develop that as, as a tool. Mm-hmm. Um, but something I, I love is I think we convince ourselves so often of, um, even positive psychology or positive affirmations, you know, like there's a lot of it, right. And we're like, and we can do that in the mirror and we can write them down. And I think for me to truly start to peel back some of those layers and to be able to sit in the discomfort of what was perhaps there was actually looking at what I've been pretending, what I've been, you know, showing the world when really what's going on. And that for me has given me an access I'll say, you know, I've been pretending that I'm okay, that mm-hmm. I've got it all together, when in fact I'm crumbling, I'm exhausted, you know, I'm I'm tired, I'm whatever it was, because mm-hmm. the layers and the masks we wear are so many out to the world, you know, and mm-hmm. when you've got those on, it's pretty hard to get back to your authentic experience. Yeah. And so it's really honestly being brave enough to consistently take those off. And so for me, it'd be journaling on that or sharing. I love, I get a lot from external conversations and reg- like, you know, having those processing that way. So really those honest times of like having the space to say, to drop in and be vulnerable because it was vulnerable for me, you know, I've got a good old mask and act of like, got it all together. <laughs> and so really being able to say, you know, like I said, I've been pretending this when what's really mm. going on and the impact is I'm tired or I'm I'm just surviving or whatever it was. And yeah. while I've said that, I've got some space to create. Yes. Okay. But most of us are just trying to jam positive affirmations over top of an energetic body that's done. And it's like yeah. the moment I would be, yeah, exactly, bypassing. And the moment I'd be authentic on that, I would be like, cool, now we can really get to work. And that's the spaciousness you were looking for, perhaps. Yes, crazy. Yeah, yeah, to to be be real with what's alive. Exactly, exactly. Mm. And we have a question in our team. We go, how are you? How are you really? (laughs) And that's how we kick in, right? Because the top one is fine, good, amazing, whatever it is, you know. And then it's like, actually, you know, and then, and then we get down to what's real and what's present for everyone. And that's just a beautiful way to kind of transcend that social perfectness element that we have. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. And I think there's something too, for me and my journey that like this imposter syndrome would come up of like, I shouldn't be like this over here if I'm like that over there. And that would ruin me. Like the toxic shame that came from that was crippling. And it's taken a lot of trauma recovery coaching, if I'm honest, (laughs) um, to be able to actually make sense of the duality of life Mm -hmm. and to learn about healthy shame and to, um, yeah, I guess look at the part of me that, um yeah drives this kind of critical judgment um piece and realize that it's actually an internalized voice from my childhood and 
um, I get to now love that part of me and invite that part of me into the harmony of all I am on this date, which is April 2022. And it's almost like um, a bit of a download happens to that part to just let them know, like, we're here now and all of these things have happened. All of these um, amazing mountains have been climbed. And what do you need to feel safe to know that we're here? And I'm not going to abandon you. I'm not going to reject you. And I'm going to keep coming back to you and checking in and seeing what it is that you need to feel safe. And I'm going to offer that to you as a, as a powerful way to reparent myself. And it has been truly liberating. And so I've kind of now become a bit of a geek with internal family systems. I don't know if you're familiar with the work. Yeah. And again, family constellation work as well is, is amazing. Oh, it's just mind-blowing. It makes so much sense. And then with that harmony, it's like, okay, from this place, then we can go into the future. We can create from harmony, not from brokenness or not brokenness, but disconnection from the whole of who we are. It's Mm -hmm. just been so beautiful to support that imposter syndrome. And, Mm -hmm. yeah, I just wonder what your thoughts are on that imposter syndrome as a leader. Oh, it's it's absolutely massive. And particularly in the coaching space and all of it, it's like you feel like because you're in this work or because you're a leader or whatever, you know, whatever leadership means to you in a sense. But if you're, you put this expectation that you should have everything together and, you know, you should have it all figured out. And it's just, it's so not human. And it's not even human to lead from that place. Like, mm-hmm. We're, we're all human and we're all dealing with stuff. And you may look up to people and think they're amazing and they never have a bad, it's like, they are human. Like they have bad days. They mm-hmm. lose energy. They lose momentum. Like that's all part of the journey. Perhaps mm. they've got a few more tools or a bit more embodiment and navigating it, but like they are literally no different. And I mm. think, and that's always something I, I often recently, a few of my clients have been like, oh, you know, do you have days that you're a bit, tired or whatever and I'm like are you joking like do it like yes and I love some trashy tv and I know I choose to to watch that trashy tv like I'm like I'm consciously aware that I'm disconnecting or I'm trying to numb and I'm like and I'm human and I'm gonna do it and yeah as long as I know what I'm doing here um and yeah it's just like and it always surprises them I'm like of course like we're all human literally I'll call my team and be like hey it's one of those days um, clear my schedule. I'll show up for what's compulsory uh, mm. or what's, you know, what even that means, but like what's really necessary and mm. clear everything else. Mm. And I used to feel a lot of shame on that, like a mm. lot of embarrassment, letting people down, not being able to keep my word. Like, and um, I think just noticing that and then being able to release that and be like, mm. and I'm human as well. It's, it's yeah. really, yeah. Because we we can get, yeah, we put a lot of pressure on ourselves. And it's that full permission of all your humanity, all of your duality, like being mm. able to, you know, like integrating versus pushing it away and eliminating yes. it. It's like, no, no, bring it with you. Bring it, yes. Yeah. Integration brings the harmony, not separation. Integration, mm. not separation. I love this. I'm curious, like we've kind of been dancing with these elements of the new paradigm of leadership, but I would just love to hear, like, what's your take on that? 
what does the new paradigm of leadership mean to you? What does it look like? What does it sound like? I think for me, it's really integrated leadership in a way that the ability to dance in the dualities is is everything. It's Mm -hmm. and really letting go of this this or that conversation because the world looks through lenses like that. It's like it's black or it's white. It's there's it's this or it's that. You you know we've just been through this with everything in the world right now with COVID and everything. It's like it's so harsh and it's so there's so much separatism and it's just like actually what is the the duality of all of it? Is all Mm -hmm. of it welcome and you know, specifically if you think of in it, like those energetic fields that we all have, it, that masculine and feminine paradigm, we talk about that a lot, is like we are seeing the rise of the feminine and at the same time the masculine is so important. The riverbanks, yes. the structures, like critical. Yeah. So I, exactly, and I think as we rise through this, it's that integrated leadership of can we truly hold it all? Can we mm. allow all of it to be welcome? Can we utilise all of it in a healthy way? And understanding, you know, yeah, I think like you said it earlier, but like it all starts at home first. And if you, and you like leading from that true place is mm. critical now. Mm-hmm. We, we need people to come home to themselves. We need, the world needs people to get connected to their own truth, to do their own healing because mm-hmm. otherwise we're just leading from wounded places. And so yeah. that that's like home base first and then you can go out and create whatever you want you know but I've I've created from all those different paradigms and yeah I know for myself I have also created from a fully service-based paradigm of just like be of service be of service be of service you know and that's prone to burnout no boundaries Mm -hmm. um and I I don't want to like we can't build from that place either like no it's not potent it's not sustainable it's not regenerative yeah really powerful and I feel just connected to the piece you're saying around that masculine and feminine energy because I feel like there was a period where I kind of resonated with this feminist movement and I was like yes women can do everything and should do everything and now I feel utterly disgusted well disgust that's like really charged but now I'm just like That was a cute moment. We're in a new place now. Um, And that place is, um, yeah, a place of a real acceptance of the importance of the masculine. And that at my core, I actually truly desire to surrender to that. And Mm. I'm curious what you see in terms of, you know, the new paradigm of leadership, the new paradigm of self-leadership in terms of that masculine and feminine um, energy, what does, can you like dive in a little bit more and explore that? Because I think that's something that keeps coming up uh, Mm. in my conversations with people and also online. So it'd be cool to hear what your views are on that. Mm, Oh my gosh, there's so many layers to it as well because, and I laugh because I've built full programs from the masculine paradigm, but like, it is this way, you know, and I look at those, I'm like, ah, like, Again, they solved a need and they were yes. creative. They were created from a particular context. And as a creative, as an artist, like 
you just got to love all your phases, all your cute moments. <laughs> all your cute moments. Yeah, oh, my God, here. so many cute moments. I know. You're like, I like look at that. I'm like, oh, yeah, that was a piece of art. That was a creation we made. Okay. Um, and it still did exactly what it was meant to do. And I think this is like this, this that's, that, that's that love and generosity to yourself of mm-hmm. not like self-berating or being embarrassed about that part of you or needing to delete everything. It's like just being like, that was a chapter and it was part of my evolution, right? Mm-hmm. And I think I've, and in terms of leadership, if I think with, within yourself, it's that, that true place of healing around what judgments do I have on the masculine, right? Do mm-hmm. I judge structure? Do I judge people who... Um, you know, love schedules, love deadlines. Like there are people that that, that is like the paradigm they, they primarily operate in. Do I judge that, right? And then vice versa with the feminine. Do I judge the feminine? Because I I definitely used to. Like everyone who's meditating up a storm, I'm like, you guys get to work. Like, you know, get back to business. Like you wonder why you're not making any money. Like embarrassing stuff like that. I'm like, and again, it was like, wow, it's your work. Like your, your judgment is your work, right? Your judgment mm-hmm. is your access. It's like anything mm. you're judging, that's your access, right? Yes. Like, oh, I get to go there. Um, yes. And that's, that's, that is where, where that beginning starts. It's like, what is the judgment? And then I think one thing that's been really interesting for me and even working with clients is this, the integration of the feminine. So I primarily sat in a more masculine paradigm structure, you know, all of those, the, the riverbanks, right? The riverbanks mm-hmm. is the masculine. It puts in all that structure. It does create safety to some extent because everyone knows yes. where you're going, you know, all of that. And then the feminine is the, the flow and the actual contents of the river and that just that beautiful emotion, flow, intuition, all of that. Um, and... For me, when I was integrating the feminine, I remember so often being like, but what do I do? You know, how do I do the feminine? How do I do it? You know, it like, <laughs> yes. yes. Do I do feminine? Do I dance feminine? Like, it was just so, like, heady. Foreign, um, yeah. And it was perfect because it was about all I think I could comprehend at that point, right? Yes. I, I don't think I had felt, like, in my body felt that. Um, yes. And, and so the last, like, six months or so, it's been this, like, like like almost laughing at that point of me and, and it's perfect and being like oh my gosh the, 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 the it's just the beingness right it's the mm. it's the dance it's the movement it's the slowness it's the surrender mm. there's just such a a peaceful essence to the feminine and mm. you know there's there's so many elements of each of those energies as well um yeah. but that true <clears throat> new paradigm is how do we leverage both how do we yeah because we do need both and they're both so 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 important and mm-hmm. having that self-awareness of perhaps where your judgments are mm-hmm. or where your work lies because mm-hmm. you'll only get so far with one energy field right and I've I you know I've built a very successful company on primarily one energy field I've I've always had parts of the you know my creative my intuition but I didn't give her much room Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I built in that masculine and so and then I hit those upper limits and, mm. and actually for myself and so mm. I think for that true expansion it's it's both mm-hmm. and yeah and I think it's I think for a lot of people it's like but how, how do I expand into that and I and, yes. I, and for me, the biggest access was actually releasing judgments on either energy it was just yeah 
I love mm. that. I love that. That's so beautiful. And something I've been really being with um, in this journey is that we need polarity to create. And so without that swing so far in the masculine, would you have come to a place to be able to notice and create something new for yourself to continue expanding and growing in your next evolution. And that offers me a place of compassion and grace of like, this is love expressing itself. We need polarity to create. And I honor the part of me that did drive from that place because it allowed me to see something else in my next evolution. And that's beautiful. And for me, that feminine energy like I, I was laughing because I'm like <clears throat> this is me <laughs> I can remember where I would just be like what a waste of time oh initially at the start what did help if I'm being brutally honest is the understanding in a felt sense of the quantum shifts that become possible when you drop in and so I can work really hard and go A to B to C to D to E to F, or I could come into a place of being, regulate my nervous system, drop into my intuition and go to A to Z with a, with a roadmap that what would have taken me months using my cognitive thinking to get there. And that became an important driver for me when I became a mum. Because I'm like, it's costing me so much to be so in my head and to be so masculine with the shit. And, and the cost is presence and capacity to meet my son where he is. And I'm not passing on my shit to him to continue carrying, like, this operating system. It's not it. And what I remember right at the start, I was working with a coach and we started with presence drinking a cup of coffee mm -hmm. just going really slow like mm. what does it taste like how does it smell how mm. does it feel when the coffee goes down your throat what are you sensing in your body as you allow the coffee to move through you and I was like this is some woo-woo shit but um I'm ready so <laughs> Yeah, and then you're like, wow, that coffee tastes really nice. <laughs> I don't know if you tasted coffee like that, you know. It's like, that's it though. Like, we are, we're walking through life. I know, but it was these beautiful moments of connection and presence in the here and now. And it was like then just beginning to notice how many miracles and how beautiful and how much awe and wonder there is now and now and now if we're here. And that is just such a profound shift. And so I just, yeah, I want to say thank you for so vulnerably speaking into your experience with this, because I know, I know it will resonate with so many others. Mm -hmm. And from here, I guess, I'm kind of curious, as you look into the future, as you feel into the future, what do you see? What do you feel? What do you sense about the change, the shift in the collective consciousness? I think, yeah, and it, it really is. And I agree, you said it earlier, that right now we are, there is a, there is a shift and people are, they're done. They're done with a lot of that, the structures, the old paradigms, like 
they're ready we're ready to just truly receive all that's here and and that's as we look ahead there's still so much space for the doing and the the movement and the action and all of it and from what context right from what place are we doing it is that Mm -hmm. is the constant question that we want to sit in um I think something that's coming through, so I'm just going to go with it, it's just very loud intuitively right now is, and it's something I'm in right now is this sense of responsibility, right? So if you're a leader or you're a creative or you're someone who cares about humanity, and if you're listening to this podcast, you probably are, mm-hmm. we have had so much responsibility, I think, on our shoulders. And we'd be like, responsible for the planet, responsible for people, responsible for humanity. And I love responsibility. I'm like, take responsibility, you get power. Like that's been my number one quote for like four years, right? It's been like 100% responsibility, 100% power. And I, and it is, and it's perfect and it's beautiful. Mm. And how can we be responsible for all that's happening in our life and in our energetic space and in our, in our world. And something that just dropped in um, a couple of days ago was like responsibility to receivership. And receivership being, and you said it earlier, is like feeling so supported in what you're creating. Mm. And that's something, it's like, are we truly receiving the support that we're all worthy of as well? And I know for myself, I would like drive, drive, drive. I'm so responsible for this. I'm creating from that place. And actually Mm. now it's like this expansion out and this fully allowing yourself to be held And Mm. I still feel vulnerable in this as a leader, right? Mm -hmm. I still, I love it. And I still kind of feel like it should be my responsibility. Like, oh, shouldn't I be responsible for that bit and that bit and that bit of the business? And this actual shift into full receivership and how when we're building businesses from that place, it's going to be so different because Mm -hmm. it's like holding each other and what we're creating and being in that complete surrender and being held by other people and that's just for me that's like Mm. I built a team from responsibility like right you're responsible for this you're responsible for this and I've just had this complete shift of like receivership and like me surrendering and letting myself be held and Mm. be like how do I want to be held in all of this who you know who do I want to hold my community who do I want to hold our social media because that's not my zone of genius and just this it's softer it's subtle, mm. but it's softer. But it used to be like delegation. You need to be responsible for this and you're accountable for that. And very, you know, I was like, I don't yeah. know. It drove from a different place. And it's like, yeah. I think as we're creating, it's like, it's softer to be like, who do I want to be held by? You know, mm. in, in, in my creations, whether that's working with a coach, like, don't do it to like drive there. It's like, who do I want to be held by right now? It's a really different mm. place to operate from. And mm. it just for me, it's just like it just came through so strong to share that because mm. I think we've got a bit of a mask around needing support or you know, being delegating so much in our businesses or whatever. And it's like actually you get to receive mm. all the support you're worthy of. And earlier wow. you said like what was a process I used to regulate or you know to drop in. And something I never used to want to be with was the extraordinariness of my life. And I keep myself busy to avoid actually receiving that. Mm, yeah. Wow. Wow. Mm-hmm. I, I struggled to, to be with. And really, if you get down to it, it's like that self-worth of like, 
you are worthy of all this magic I've created. Mm. And that receivership is like, can you be with your life? Like, wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's so beautiful. Sitting in your light, sitting in spaces where you just like, yeah, I am here. I am. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Wow. Holy shit. What a paradigm shift. (laughs) Yeah. Who do I want to hold me here? Mm. Yeah. That's so beautiful. And what that does to that softening, to that opening, to that blossoming for what wants to move through you, what it does for the spaciousness, the playfulness, like what becomes possible there. Yeah. Pretty transformational. Wow. Mm. Just so in awe of these shifts. Like you can feel it with you, you know, like it's just remarkable. It's remarkable. Can we talk, can we talk a little into um, uh, unlocking your unique leadership blueprint? Perhaps you're like, oh, leadership is for those people or leadership Mm -hmm. is not something that has ever been in my community, in my family, in my workplace for me. But perhaps someone listening has this niggle of like, yeah, there's something that I'm here to do. There's something that I'm here to express. And how might I begin to unlock my own unique leadership blueprint as I break down stereotypes, walls, norms, and shift into a place of expression rather than suppression. What Mm. would you speak into that? I love that. Love that question. And so much magic bundled in that. Um, If you have that niggle, they say the the acorn has the the blueprint for the tree. So if you have that niggle, uh, it's already within you. Right, so if everything you need is already within you because you you literally wouldn't have that niggle if you didn't have the, the things you needed to activate it, right? Mm. Acorn, the blueprint to the tree. So you mm. couldn't have that if you didn't already have all the gifts you needed. And, of course, they might not be manifested right now in your 3D, 5-like reality, um, but the fact you've already had that energetic feeling or that little intuitive nudge, it's like perfect, we have everything already within us. And the simple journey we now get to go on is the, the activation of it, right? The, the the bringing it into life and existence, which is the fun part and the scary part. But I think, but it's starting because often when we look out at the world and we see all these different leaders or people doing this or that, we go so into that comparison and we're like, oh, but they're this and they're that. And it's like, if you've already seen it and you've already felt it, you have that as well, right? Mm. And that's just, we pedestal people a lot on social media and all these elements. So mm-hmm. you see someone and you're like, man, they just got fire. They got love. They got pleasure. They got like they've just got. It's like perfect. If you noticed it, it's it's already within you. You got and that's so amazing to start from because we don't want to start from lack and limitation that you're missing anything mm. because love you're not. This you're not missing anything. And we get to, you know, you think about a seed, the seed needs the environment to grow. And 
it depends on what environment. If you put a you know little seedling in a freezing cold environment and it's made for the tropics here in Tulum, it won't grow. Right? It just simply won't grow. Bring it to Tulum. Put it in the beautiful, humid weather. Very humid right now. Right? Let the tropical rain nourish it. Put it around other incredible jungle plants and it grows. Mm. And the environment that you're in will be cultivating or not cultivating right that that blueprint and a huge thing when we start to is to really look at that environment like am i in an environment that's going to support this expression do i have a safe place and safe is the critical word there not just like your friends at a coffee who are judgmental and talk gossip afterwards like there's no safe space Mm. right do i have a safe space for me to to try this on, right? I've never used this throat chakra and spoken this truth. Like, do I have a, a coaching call or, you know, no, no new things or something like that where I can just say this thing? Like, do I have mm. a safe place to do that where I'm simply going to be loved and held when I do that? Mm. Right, and that, and that, again, that's one part of an environment is, is like, because we put a lot of pressure on ourselves to be the the to just go out there and just do it and all of that. And it's like, again, it's that receivership. Like, are you held? Is your environment supporting that? Mm. Or are you just like berating yourself? Like I'm not doing it and I've been trying and I'm still failing. It's like, okay, cool. Like how do we shift parts of that environment to support this activation? Mm. Right. Do you have all the support? Do you have expanders? Do you have people that you look to that you can go and ask, like, you know, what beliefs what things did they do? What what beliefs made them successful when they went on this journey? You know, like, do you have all of that to give yourself the best shot at this journey? Mm, yeah. Only one shot and all that, but it's, <laughs> do, do you have that? And because yeah. when you get that environment right, and just in my context, in my journey, I was a corporate lawyer and there was not the right environment for me to flourish. Mm. In that environment, I felt so uncomfortable. I used to wear really big high heels pencil skirts. I got these crazy stomach digestion issues. There's nothing wrong with my stomach now. Right. But I was IBS. I like every, everything about me was out completely out of whack in that environment. Mm. Did not come through. No. And when mm. I started playing in spaces where it was safe and I brought out the, these other authentic, more authentic parts of me and kind of peeling those layers, like we talked about, it was like, I, those gifts just started like popping, you know, suddenly I was really vocal and I was passionate about things and I was enrolling people in things and I was creating projects. And it was just like, because the environments I was going to, right. All the trainings I used to go to, they were starting to cultivate that mm. in a safe way. And then I was brave enough to go out in the world on my own, out of those environments, like, whoa, got my training wheels on. <laughs> a safe place to go back to if I fall off but like who knew like little Malachi in your video the other day who knew on my training wheels like come on <laughs> I'm out in the world and then you crash and then you run back to your safe playground and you're like okay it wasn't so good okay, well, uh, I'm gonna need some help and like that just that constant game right yeah and, and, and for me that's like also how I really relate to coaching it's like it's just a really safe place to just try stuff on and just play and just expand into it and be held when you, you know, because it's brave, you go out to the world and you're like, yeah, this is my thing. And people just like, boom, you know, not always. I was also, I was also very supportive, but, you know, judgment and their fears and all of their own stuff. And so mm -hmm. 
do you have an environment to cultivate those gifts in a safe mm. way? Put those training wheels on and get out there as well. Um, yeah. Because, because you already have everything you need. We can talk about adding all this stuff, but like you already do. Everyone's got unique um, leadership gifts. It depends yeah. how you want to lead, right? You might be the loudest in the room. You might be the one who empowers you from, from behind. Like, but do you have a safe place for you to, to play in? Mm, I love that. I love that. So what I'm hearing is like a start point of noticing what it is that you admire in other people and see that as a reflection of that blueprint within you that actually, if you can see it, actually it sits within you too and is part of your acorn that is going to help you express that idea that um, that business, that creative project, <clears throat> that desire even to have children or to travel or whatever that desire is. And then from that place, knowing that you weren't made to do it alone, that you can actually call in support to hold you, to encourage you, to empower you, to take the action. Because the action is where it shifts. The action is where it's scary. Because all the fears come up. That's the growth edge is like, oh my gosh, I'm so afraid to be seen in this expression. It's too edgy and like I'm going offline. This doesn't feel safe. And so to have that support around you, to be able to begin testing what it looks like and sounds like to be rooted in soil and have the tree begin to make its way up. And it's not like you go from seed to like tree in your first action of expression like it takes time and I feel like especially with Instagram there is a lot of comparison it's like I'm nowhere near where this person is in the thing that I really want to master and you know it it is the reality check I think as millennials me included there is this element of like instant gratification we've got Netflix we've got Uber we've got Tinder, we've got all these things that give us instant gratification. And so that as an operating system doesn't work in expression. And so, yeah, what I'm hearing you say is just like that's that support around that, um, getting that soil right and that encouragement with the sun even to bring the seed and let it sprout is just so key. And that's what I love about personal development, spiritual development, about the magic of creating presence and coming back to yourself to be with what is there and why I do this work. I mean, it's just so radically transformed my life. I remember when we worked together, I had been building a charity from the ground up with the most incredible group of humans and we were hitting a limit. We sat down and had a conversation of like, all right, I think this is it. We've got like $500 left in the account um, we need grants to be able to keep moving forward. And, you know, at that point, it's like, all right, where else can we call in the support? And that's when I reached out to you. We did a whole lot of work around money mindset. And within six months, we had $100,000 in grants and then went on to fundraise a million dollars to charge, supercharge 12 community-led projects. There's a full business operating structure, legal structure, a team, a board, you know, and from that work, just, yeah, really letting it land how valuable it is to call in people around you to support you on that journey. You don't have to do it alone. Mm. And, yeah, just honouring you for that magic. And I think I'd love to just 
come to a close with this podcast um speaking a little bit into money mindset because that's like such a jam that you have created you are masterful at this stuff and it's radically transformed my relationship with money i recommend money mindset to anyone who i work with and anyone who listens but um yeah i would love to just hear hear your jam on um just the value of shifting your paradigm with money and then closing off with anything else you want to speak into anything that's just kind of sitting there that you want to bring into the light Mm, oh my gosh so many magic um one thing on the environment element i love that you brought it back to like it doesn't happen immediately and i think that's really important no program is a silver bullet and yes really it's like it's an opening it's an access it's a cog in the journey and Mm -hmm. even when i my feminine integration of that energy field when i knew i had hit my upper limit of what i was creating and that that was the spaciousness and the feminine was going to take me to the next kind of expansion for me um, I don't want to say next level because it wasn't like that. It was actually for me that journey. Um, I found a lot of mentors, right? I found people that could be expanders for me. Mm. Um, you know, I'm probably someone who goes quite to the extreme. So I went to the Amazon and I found the most like feminine embodied woman ever to take me on that journey uh, in the jungle and just really, and I think it is really seeking out those mentors and then also knowing that, it's not a one and done thing. When you choose these new chapters and these new parts, like there was, I did multiple programs around that. And every time it was just a little clog that kind of, uh, cog that kind of loosened. And mm. it's just, yeah, I think there is also, we have to be wary of it being like this, okay, I've got to get to my next thing and my next thing. It's like, it's that evolution and that, mm. that nice. just, yeah, huge. So, um money oh my gosh I love me money homegirls she's my girl um I am so grateful for whatever divine source universe decided that I would have the the relationship I've built with money and of course Mm -hmm. it's been work but I feel like I I have over the years just developed this like quite unique relationship with money as an energy field right yeah and and this is such a beautiful correlation of like everything coming into this one conversation because it is the healing with money. It it, inclu- it involves both the masculine and feminine paradigms. And for me personally, and you get to find your own philosophy of why, if you even want to, you don't need to, you don't have to, but you know, money is simply a resource. It is. It's a resource in the world. It's a resource for whatever we want to create and whatever our values are. It's a vote for the world we want to see. And it circulates, right? It's a currency, current. Like it circulates in the world. Mm. It's not kept and held and harnessed. It's literally a circulation of who we are. And so for me, money is an expression. Like I use it as an expression, right? Mm. Like for the clothing I buy, sustainable, ethical clothing. As soon as I got to Tulum, it's like finding those aligned places, um, the causes I support, right? And um, and the, the world that I want to see. And so money gives you an access to doing that. And mm. there is so much shame and so much judgment. And if you have that judgment on money, that go there. Mm. <laughs> that's that's the work and we have so much stuff around like rich people with this and that it's like have you ever looked for evidence of the opposite because I know a lot of really freaking incredible kind open expansive wealthy people 
mm. right? And we just look for that one paradigm and in, in judging it, we literally push it away from us anyway. So mm -hmm. anything you judge, it's not even accessible. You can't influence anything you judge. You can't magnetize or call in what you judge, right? Because mm -hmm. you're keeping inspiration. So that first instance, for, it's simply a resource and it's neutral, actually. Money, if it goes towards someone or goes towards you and you care about humanity, you're going to amplify Whatever your value set is, is going to be amplified by money because money is a neutral frequency. Mm. Who it ends up with amplifies and decides what it becomes, right? So mm. if it doesn't egotistical or egocentric or loves whatever they love, um, you know, high-end brands, all these like perceptions we have of wealth, perfect. Then, yeah, that's going to be amplified, right? Mm. Maybe if you have luxury things, there's some work for you to do too, you know? And then... If it's someone who cares more about contribution, humanity, the planet, climate change, like, perfect, it's going to go that way. So it's mm -hmm. simply an amplifier. But I honestly, from what I'm seeing, and even at the moment, we're seeing this huge, like, rise in women investing, and it's it's freaking awesome, financial education. But yes. for me, it's, like, 3D, and it's, like, flatlined. You know, it's, like, index funds, ETFs, put away 10% of your income. Like, it's so flatlined. Like, I'm, like, yeah, yeah it's. It's all awesome. I don't mean to to disregard it. It's like taking it one level further. It's like it's it's still sitting so in intellect, right? You know, right. and like honestly, money is not that hard. If you, it's really it's not rocket science. Like what you put in your budget, what you invest, like all that intellectual part is um, is linear and it's yeah, nuts and bolts. It's the energy that we bring to it. That's exactly. where you can shift things. That's that's the true work with it. It's the relationship you have to it because I've built a massive company. I pay huge taxes, like all of that. And it doesn't, I've talked to mentors who are much, much further along than me. And they're like, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how much you, you think you've got this threshold. You wait, you hit there. And if you haven't done that inner healing with it, it's going to be the same at a hundred thousand, a million and 10 million. Like it makes no difference because mm. it all lives in your somatic body. It all lives in that relationship with it. Right. Mm -hmm. You don't feel safe. You've got like nervous system. Like you don't, do you think that that much money is going to make you feel safe? Right. Then the thermostat just goes up. Um, and I'm, I'm living, walking proof of this. <laughs> um, I came from divorced parents. So I had a lot of trauma around money and divorce and relationships. And Dee and I have just done a whole other layer of like nervous system stuff around money and control and certainty and all of it, because it's all intertwined. And so really thinking about what is this relationship I want to have with money, right? Mm -hmm. How do I speak to her? Mm -hmm. And berated her but for me it's a feminine energy you can decide you have complained and you have judged you get to write like a love like a, a apology please yes. forgive love letter to money because yes. she never actually did anything and most likely if you're listening to this she's actually always kind of been around right mm -hmm. and that is the more feminine energy of money mm. uh well Money even being an energy is a more feminine perspective and it being a frequency and you developing this relationship with it is really a softer side of it. And yeah, last year I got really into on the intellectual bars. We did a lot of like Tony Robbins wealth mastery and it all made sense. It was like, you know, accumulate to this point, hit critical mass, you create financial freedom. I get it. And I have incredible portfolios on that element, but the, 
the real thing is the availability and the connection to it because a lot of people you know you can have an amount of money and then tip back into scarcity so mm. the true practice is do I have a relationship with it am I able to call on money am I able to get aligned to money mm. am, am I, it's always available there's plenty of there's plenty of money around mm-hmm. and yeah it's it's just it's a re, it's a much deeper journey and in terms of starting to be and I think this is an important piece as well in terms of my financial expansions and it's funny because I literally want to like rebrand you know we talked about loving your creations money mindset is a fantastic program and as I went through further uh, I realized a lot of what I was doing there was more energetics based right and in the last year and I'm thinking about creating a workshop around this is like everything became somatics everything became literally people like how did you go from here to here and yeah there was financial projections and stuff but honestly it was sitting in my body and being like it is safe for me to hold a hundred thousand dollar months feeling like my whole heart contract my whole throat contract and just being able to just like oh just expand into that and just using that breath putting those shoulders back Mm. sitting in that receivership and like what is what is the frequency of that feel like in your body And that's, and just like really being able to attune and align to that energy. Mm. Um, So good. So good, sister. Wow. That is such a shift. Yeah. Yeah. Keep practicing the note and tuning the fork. That Mm. is one of my mantras at the moment. And then... When we have tuned the fork and practiced the note, we create from there. And it is deeply profound how those shifts begin to happen from that place. And I love that, of course, it applies in money as well. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> Thank you for sharing so much in that. Like, there's so much gold there. And just, yeah, so grateful for what you have created with Money Mindset and would just really encourage anyone listening to take a look at that if it resonates. And whatever this workshop is you have coming up, I'm going to be there. I'm excited for what you're creating from this place in the next um, evolution and expansion in your business and your expression. And just as we come to a close, I just want to Come into the body and just check in. Come into that heart space and just feel, is there anything else that you feel called or connected to speak into as we bring this to a close? The thing that came through is the more you follow your soul and and your own leadership expression, the the less sense it's going to make to anyone else. And I laugh at that because, like, my true permission has been re- like really honoring my intuition and, and never knowing why. <laughs> mm-hmm. And over the last couple of years, like the team don't even ask it anymore. They're like, just don't even, don't know. Like we don't know, but we follow, like it's the nucleus of the house. It's the, nu- the intuition is the nucleus <laughs> of the house. The business yeah. is pretty much everything. And for me, it's been a complete surrender, like, and just really not needing to know why. And I find even when I came back from the Amazon and I came back to Tulum and it was like, my body was just like, it's 
so we don't live until them anymore and I was like oh really and it was and everyone's like what's wrong with Mexico like what happened like and my you know my dad said like out of the fry pan and into the fire you or something like like meaning like I was just bouncing from one thing to the next I was like uh hmm. yeah yeah, yeah and, and I don't need to know I don't need to know and definitely I do not need to justify to anyone else and just the more you align to your your truth and your expression and your own leadership it's just like the less literally the less sense it will probably make to anyone else and that's that's how you know you're there with your unique blueprint it doesn't make sense and I suppose over time too there is a safety that comes in the unknown through practice and through regulating your nervous system as that download or that intuition comes. It's like, whoo, okay, that feels like this. And so what do I need to create the safety for myself for this to really like permeate through me as a, as a new <laughs> left term? Um, and yeah, and it does get easier over time. Like at the start, it's crippling. It's so crippling. And the more that you practice this way of being and the more that you support yourself to regulate your nervous system, the yeah, the more you can laugh when you get the download, you know, just say, oh, okay, all right, here we yeah. go. <laughs> And the other part, sometimes just letting your intellect have, like, because it's very, your intuition depends where it turns into for you, but it can be quite body-based as well, like, just that knowing. And for me, sometimes it just takes a little bit of time for my intellect to deal with the logistical nightmare I've just caused. <laughs> but, but truly, like, sometimes the doubt, like, they're not handy. Like, they're sometimes, like, that's going to create so much logistics. Okay, cool. You know, and, and sometimes I just take a few days for my intellect or my brain just to kind of just, mm. just process the, what we yeah, require. Mm. I love that. Mm. Ah, what a profound episode. Like, I just feel so incredibly grateful to be able to be with you. And I feel like there is some significance right now in this, like, transition. Like, you're about to move and, you know, so many changes are taking place and, to share from this place is really beautiful. And I just want to say thank you so much for opening your heart, opening your mind, being so generous with the insight and the tools and the strategies that bring you to where you are now. And this podcast is really about creating an access point for people listening, a reference point, a a new possibility. And you've certainly done this on this episode. So thank you so much. If people want to connect with you, what is the best way? Instagram. And if you want to check out some of those resources and uh, workshops and courses and things, the website is great. So I'll put the links in the show. Yes. Yes. I'll put the links below. Um, Untapped with Bryony on Instagram Mm -hmm. and Mm untapped.nz. Yeah. Perfect. Okay. And we'll leave that in the show notes. All right. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Uh, Until next time, um, much love. Well, that's it for this episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. I want to invite you to stop what you're doing right now and really reflect on what's landed for you in this episode. What was your aha moment? Write that down and turn it into an actionable goal for you to shift your reality. Inspiration without action 
leaves you where you were before this episode. So gift yourself this moment for change. If you've enjoyed the episode, please review the podcast. It really helps us grow the reach. Hit the subscribe button if you haven't already. And if you have a topic you'd like to hear more about, please slide into my DMs on Instagram at the underscore Gemma underscore Rose. See you next time. This podcast is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified health provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition.